I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day, guys. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Occasionally, I get asked to go on another podcast. I'm always more than happy to. If you have your own podcast, one of your mates does whatever, uh, and they'd like me to come on, talk some footy or whatever it is, more than happy to do it for anyone. I'll share it on my uh, podcast as well, obviously, all the audio. I was lucky enough to be invited on Willie's podcast last week. It's called The Will Podcast, so make sure you go and check it out. Speaking about my sort of journey as Rugby League Guru and how I sort of got into what I do, some of the challenges uh, that I face, the positives and the negatives as well, Pretty raw uh, and honest chat here with a couple of stories you probably haven't heard uh, me talk about before. Uh, so we go into all that. We talk a bit of footy, a really good chat with Willie, who's been a number one uh, follower of mine since I started. Essentially, I remember him from the very, very early days. So always more than happy to help him out. So make sure you go and check out his podcast. The whole podcast is here. But if you would like to go over to his podcast, please do. Uh, the Will Podcast. Go and check it out. The Will Podcast. You can listen to it there. He's getting a range of really good guests on over the next few months. I think his podcast could quite easily blow up. I really like what Willie does. I love how uh, how loyal he is and how, how good he is like within his community as well, especially within the rugby league community. I'm sure a lot of you will probably realise you've had a bit to do with him or you've probably spoken to him in the comments or whatever it might be. Big Melbourne Storm fan, champion fella, love everything he does. So make sure you check out his podcast, The Will Podcast. If you'd like to go and have a look at it, finish this podcast now and go over to his, subscribe, have a listen, do all the good stuff for me. Cheers, legends. Welcome back to the Will Podcast. Today's special guest is a good friend of mine. It is the uh, Rugby League Guru, aka the real name. Are we allowed to drop your real name, brother? Yeah, sure, mate. Go Nathan for it. Durkin. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good, Willie. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Appreciate you coming on. Nah, it's a, it's a uh, pleasure to come on, mate. You've been a long-term follower of mine, uh, and I've always appreciated your support, mate. Oh, mate. It's, it's uh, very easy to be a fan of yours, mate. What's, um, what's the latest happening in Guru Land? Mate, Guru Land, uh, we got bloke in a bar on a Monday. We've got uh, beers and break-evens. We do that every Wednesday. Going in to record that tomorrow. State of Origin just around the corner. So uh, it's all happening, mate. Um, just just working hard and, uh, yeah, always trying to get ahead. You, you know what yeah. it's like, mate. Mate, it looks, you're everywhere. I'll tell you what, <laughs> your face is everywhere. Yeah, I feel sorry for all of you out there. <laughs> it could be better so, heads hey, to look, look at. First things first, on a personal level, 
you recently got engaged, so congratulations to that, bro. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, mate. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. I was getting uh, pretty heavily hassled about it the last few months, so uh, it was good to get it uh, yeah, done yeah. and dusted. Now we got the... Uh, yeah, the avenue of uh, planning weddings and whatnot. So, yeah, it's going to be a full-on few months. We're trying to work it out so we can do it in the off-season. So uh, she's very good like that, mate. She uh, she definitely plays her role very well. Oh, I was, I was going to say, there's no way you're getting married before October. <laughs> no way to do nah, she, uh We've obviously got the World Cup at the end of the year, which she's sort of like, you're serious? The World Cup? We have to push our wedding around the yeah. World Cup? And I'm sort of like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that's sort of how it goes. So she's a good sport, mate. I'm very, very lucky. Sounds like a keeper, mate. Sounds like you've done well. Done very well, mate. Done very well. Very good. All right, so just to kick it off, so this was actually the most, I'm going to say this is the most asked thing when I asked people what they wanted to know. They actually wanted to know your, like, your, your intro, like your story. How did you come about footy? Why did you start following footy? Who made you support, you know, what team did you support growing up? Tell me whatever you want in regards to your, your intro to rugby league. Yeah, mate, uh, my family's always been rugby league nuts, essentially. Uh, my old man and my, my uncle played when they were younger and always loved it. Um, I, I never got to see them play, obviously, but from uh, people that I talked to that, that did, I uh, reckon they were both real quality players. My old man, um, from people I talked to, I reckon he was just an unbelievable player. He sort of travelled up, up and down the coast playing footy, but uh, broke his ankle pretty badly one day at uh, Waverley Oval down in Sydney, so that, that sort of... Uh, was done and dusted for him, but um, growing up, you know, I'd watch every single game of footy with him. Um, my uncle as well, you know, like just just one of those footy nut families. You know, every time we would get together, it'd just be footy, footy, footy. Uh, we were lucky enough to live down the road from the Sydney Football Stadium, um, and my old man was was a genius. The day the Sydney Football Stadium opened, I think it was eighty six or something. I think he was eighteen, and he signed up for a membership there, and it cost him. 200 bucks, which at the time people were like, that is a ridiculous amount of money. That's crazy. Um, the thing with the SFS is the day you sign up, that's the fee that you pay for the rest of your life. So for the rest of our lives, we were paying 200 bucks a year Jeez, wow. for an SFS members thing. Like it was a genius play, and we've, we've still got wow. it to this day, cheapest chips. So the SFS was always our go to, which when I was younger was an unreal spot to be because that's where Freddie would play every single weekend, you know. And then South yeah. came back into the comp, yeah. they were playing there. So there was. There was normally at least one, normally two games of footy a week at the SFS, and it was honestly like a stone throw away for us. So, I, I mate, there was very few games that I missed from probably 2002 to 2006, seven around that mark. So it's probably where it really started for me, but I always love watching yeah. the old games and everything. Like, I love going back to the yeah. 80s, oh, 90s. Awesome. Yeah, so probably started there, mate. I didn't really have a team when I was growing up. Obviously, the Chooks and uh, the Bunnies were playing at the SFS every week, so I'd go and watch them, and I, I just loved Freddie as a kid. wouldn't say I was a Roosters yeah. fan, but watching Freddie was just something else. So he yeah. was uh, he, he was definitely the guy that probably inspired me the most or got me the most um, into rugby league, to be honest with you, mate. I was, we will chat about your, your I guess, your bromance with Freddie, but we'll, we'll keep going on with your story there because <laughs> I think it's, it's very evident. You're a big, big Freddie man. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. No no hiding away from that. As I said, he was probably – I think we all sort of have that play that we first watch and we just sit there and go, my God, it can't get better than this, you know. Yeah. And, mate, I, I remember being there the day I was at that grand final Agreed. that was his last ever game. And, mate, I was devastated when he retired. I was fucking shattered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, growing up, so obviously you're, you're the old man and your uncle played – did you play yourself? 
yeah, mate, by myself, not very well. Uh, I think I always sort of <laughs> knew that I wasn't really up to it realistically. I always knew what had to be done and where we had to get to, and what, but I just didn't have the ability to back it up, essentially, to be honest with you. That was that was always the case. So I absolutely loved it, though. I love um, yeah. team sports. Like I'm still playing Oztag and Touch now with mates, and we absolutely love it. But, um, yeah, I think just as I got older, I sort of just realised, fuck, you know what you're talking about. You don't really know what you're doing, though, realistically. Um, and, mate, there was – yeah, yeah. yeah like I, I, I know that you're um, – sorry, go, go ahead. The, the order is playing up here. Yeah, no, I was just like, I, I, I loved it growing up. It just wasn't too crash hot at it realistically. And then, uh, yeah, I had to sort of realise that it wasn't going to happen and, you know, went to uni, did all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, a few years ago, obviously started the page and just fell back in love with it all, probably more than I ever had, you know. Yeah, so I know, so going from your playing days, um, I know you coached as well. So did you coach prior to the page or was coaching coming after you made the page? Mate, I actually, uh, f- funnily enough, and I, I probably shouldn't tell too many people this, I actually coached, um, it, was, it was just a well-paying job for a few years. I coached uh, rugby union for about three or four years. Um, just at the school I went to, they, they oh, played okay. union. Yeah. They came and said, oh, do you want to coach these teams? And I sort of went, yeah, yeah, beauty. And, mate, I, I knew nothing about union. Like, my kids never practised a ruck. They never practised anything. They were all just leagueies playing union. So our sort of rule was don't go to the ground, yep. just offload. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was unreal. We, we, I, I had the time <laughs> of my lives with them. It was great. Uh, and then every time the you know, the, the head coaches had come over, and I, I'd have to pretend like I was doing a line-out or a scrum or something to get away with it. But they all knew, like that, they were all leagueies and stuff. So I loved doing that. And then um, – Probably just as I started yeah. the page, probably a year or so after I started the page, um, my little cousin, he started getting to the age of, you know, 14, 15, starting to take um, footy seriously. So I got to coach with my uncle that I that I mentioned earlier that I, he sort of helped me fall in love with the game. And, yeah, we've been doing that for three or four years and we, ju- we just absolutely yeah. love it. Our team started off like an absolute fucking busted. We were in like a Div 4 of a woeful comp and they've just – They've just gone winning, 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 and now they're in sort of uh, the silver, probably he- heading into the gold division now. To, so to, to see kids that, mate, I remember watching the first training session just going, good God, this is going to be the biggest knock of all time to get these kids <laughs> half decent. Oh, and, yeah, they, they, they've yeah. turned out all right now. And, and I'm, I'm sure, as you would know, mate, that that's the beauty of footy. Like with hard work, you can just improve so quickly. It's crazy. Yeah, 100%. So just going on with that, um, so obviously you're coaching, and then what makes you come over to rugby league? Because is it more because co- it was your roots, or just because it was something something different than rugby union? Nah, mate, always been rugby league. Honestly, the rugby union popped up just because I was 18, and someone said, "Hey, do you want to coach this?" And it was a few thousand dollars for the season, and it was ju- it was just easy coin. I, I remember when I used to coach it, they I, I worked out the season. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I'd coach it, and then the week that it finished. Um, the week after that, it'd always be uh, Melbourne Cup, and it was just perfect. We'd get this huge paycheck as eighteen-year-olds, and then go to Melbourne and just have the time of our lives down there. So, I made I probably got lured more the over money, to, play to with the money. Yeah. <laughs> I probably got lured more over to rugby union just for uh, a bit of coin when I was younger. But it was always league for me, mate. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a game of rugby union realistically. So it was good to get back and coach some league. And then yeah. once the page started started up. Um, yeah, it, it, it was just over from then. My life's just been rugby league 24-7 since, essentially. So, going, all right, we'll, we'll start with you, Paige. So, obviously, you started – No, I don't think a lot of people remember. You used to actually started as super coach, super coach Guru. Yeah, mate, all the way back in – So, what uh, was the – I guess what was the idea behind that? 
Mate, it's funny. I uh, I had played Supercoach for a number of years. Uh, I'd been very keen on our draft competition, which, like, for, for, for people that don't play Supercoach, you can play the classic form where everyone has the same team or the draft form where it's just you and a few mates and uh, you all get, like, only yeah. – uh, each player can only be owned by one person, essentially. So it's a much more challenging sort of concept. And we were keen as all hell on it. And then one of the boys said, oh, should we start yeah. a um, NFL draft? And I sort of went, oh, yeah, I'll do it. You know, that, that, that'll be good. I know my Pittsburgh Steelers inside out. Outside of that, I know, I know nothing in the NFL. So I sort of got yeah. to a few days out from draft day and looked at the thing and thought, fuck, there's only so many Steelers I can draft. I'm going to have to find out who the hell else I, I can pick up here. <laughs> and, uh, mate, I remember I stumbled on a guy that was on Twitter that was called Fantasy Guru, and he gave me all these tips and everything for draft day. And I don't think I won it, but I think I came second, and I had no idea what I was doing. It went solely off this guy, and I thought, you know what? This doesn't exist for Supercoach yet. Maybe I can try and have a crack at this. And never expected it to make a single dollar out of it. Just thought I'd enjoy it and love it and um, – yeah, to be honest with you, mate, it's been life-changing. It re- I, I need to find that bloke in America and and thank him. <laughs> he gave me the name. He gave me everything. So in regards to that, so when you're going to start it, are you are you nervous about, you know, potentially, you know, just being an upstart? Because I know what it's like to start something and you're kind of in a market where you feel like it's, it's a kind of small market, but then people kind of don't jump along on your buzz. Was it kind of nerve-wracking at the start? Mate, it sort of wasn't, to be honest with you, because, as I said, no one else was really doing it then. Like, especially on Instagram, none of these pages existed then. No one, like, there was Clarky and there was Roasty, but, mate, even before I started my page, to be honest with you, I didn't know those blokes existed. I didn't remember Kempy from back then, and I was a huge rugby league nut, but the social media side just wasn't huge for me, to be honest with you. And then I started this page, and... You know, I, I soon discovered that there were guys making Supercoach content, like the Weekly Rubdown and like these sort of guys, but, mate, they were so hard to find and none of them had big followings. And then, I, I don't know, I just just something that I did s- sort of hit and it flew from there. Um, you know, I, I remember when I got to 1,000 followers, I, I must fucking shit myself. I was so excited. I just couldn't believe that there was that many people <laughs> that cared about what I was saying, you know. Uh, it was wild. And, I, like, I still remember, I remember where I was yeah, when yeah, I started yeah. the page. I remember exactly where I was when I hit 1,000. Remember my first message from an NRL player was um, Corey yeah. Allen. He was just a young guy from up at the Broncos. And I still remember him talking to me going, this is unbelievable. For an NRL player to be sending my super coach page a message yeah. about something I said, you know, just crazy. Um, yeah, mate, it's been, it's been an unreal journey. Yeah. And it was obviously did start as super coach. And it's, it's funny, mate, I still have people that message me and go, yeah. oh, um, you stole your name from the super coach guru. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Fair shout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different different blokes. Different bloke, yeah. yeah. Just another good-looking bloke out there somewhere. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So we go from, you go from obviously, super coach guru, and then you obviously you – you take a huge jump and you go, obviously, to rugby league guru, which is obviously is a big, big call. Um, what was the kind of mindset behind that? Uh, were you kind of over just giving Supercoach advice and you more wanted to chat about rugby league in general or was it kind of finding your own niche again? Yeah, mate, I, I, I guess a bit of everything. I guess like I was I was a Supercoach guru, but I was given all these fucking takes and opinions about general rugby league. And, you know, I'd get three or four comments on every post, stay in your lane, stop to, you know, your Supercoach, stop doing this. And, you know, it, it was fair because I advertised myself as the Supercoach guru, like – what am I talking about stuff outside of Supercoach? And this whole time, I've had a mate who 
Uh, he's been incredibly successful with social media and stuff. He, <laughs> I remember when we finished year twelve, he he hired a Ute and he was just he was putting on like Gumtree and all that. Like I'll move furniture for you, and that, that's all he was doing. And I remember he started like an interior design page where he's sharing pictures of chairs and shit. And we're all like, it's a bit weird, bro. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, weird flex. Weird, yeah, fucking. What, what's going on there? And he's like, oh, it's just just yeah. my little side hustle anyway. He's got an office um, about 500, uh, uh, not far away from me, maybe five minutes away. He's got about 30 or 40 people working for him now, travels all wow. over the world doing his interior design. And I remember when I started this super coach thing, you know, to, to me, he was just this social media wizard. And he sort of said to me, oh, like, you'll be doing this full time soon. I just went, no, yeah, I won't. No, no way. He goes, yeah, go to Ro-. – and I remember, like, we, we were playing squash one night and he said oh, – I mentioned I might change it to rugby league. Or he goes, yeah, 100%. If you do that, instead of working full-time in three years, you'll, you'll be working full-time in 18 months. And I just sort of went, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? No way. And, mate, it, honestly, it's all panned out exactly as he said. It's been insane. Wow. That's cool. I, I, will, I will ask a side question. I will kind of divert. How, how on earth – do you handle some of those comments, bro? <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're a very humble man. I don't, I mate, I don't. Even as as a as a mate or as a follower, yep. I did. I always want to slap back. Always. Yeah, I don't know how you. I don't know how you do it, bro. Oh, I know, bro. Like, mate, <laughs> sometimes I do, and and then I sit back an hour later and go. You dickhead. What, what are you fucking yelling at strangers on the internet for, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I think 90% of the time I'm really good at it. There are times where I'm having shit days or something goes wrong or, you know, I put a heap of work into something and it just gets smashed yeah. and I do bite back. Yeah. Or sometimes I just think takes are just so stupid that I've got to say something. And, mate, there was a few times um, this week with that whole Brandon Smith saga, like some of the comments I received and stuff that I just thought – what planet are you, are you all living on, you know? And, yeah. I, and I bite back in those moments, which I probably shouldn't. But, um, yeah, I think when it comes to social media and everything, and if, if you're going to put your opinion out on the internet, you'd yeah, want to be pretty headstrong because people come after you, you know? But I, I – so I follow, obviously I follow a lot of rugby league pages and I, I reckon – I reckon you'd be up there with the guys that kind of hold back quite well. Um, even like, I know Kempi sometimes struggles because he he's the same. He he gets he gets the same kind of stuff. Yeah, aimed at him. He's got an opinion. He, he he voices it, and then you know people will either take the piss or just not agree. Uh, but I think you do a really good job at you know holding back because it's not it's not easy. No, mate, it's not easy, and I've definitely got better at it. But I've got better at it f- from making my sta- mistakes and getting myself in stupid situations because I've I've bit back. You know, and there's times where, you know, like like I'll go and see Kempi on a Monday morning and I'll see him and I'll go, oh, I saw that tiff you had with that fellow and we'll both go, why the hell did we do that? And he'll go, oh, yeah, I saw the tiff yeah. you had for this guy. Why the hell did you do that? We both just sit there and go, fuck, why bother? Like you're just getting nowhere fast. But it is a human – it's just a natural human reaction that when someone comes at you, you sort of – you got to yeah. defend yourself it's to hard. some extent. It's hard, it's hard to ignore. I mean, and it's, yeah. it, mate, it, 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 it annoys me more – when followers of mine, like when they try and stand up for me in the comments and then they're getting ridiculed. And when I watch those, oh, like yeah, yeah. that just kills yeah. me, you know, like I'll quite often send them a DM and go, bro, I appreciate it so much, but 
just yeah. drop it, eh? Like, this guy's not worth your time. <laughs> that, that's when it really annoys me, man. Yeah. And, like, I would imagine you've probably been in those boats because I know that you're oh, one that yeah, always yeah. backs me and then you've got this idiot coming yeah. after you and it's just like, fuck, it's just got to stop, you know? <laughs> like, it's just yeah, it gets like, out of hand gonna, so I know quickly. it's going to stop somewhere. Yeah. But me, I'm like, I just keep going and I won't go down myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, the page has grown massively. So, I, I hopped on uh, 2020 Grand Final with you. Mm. We had a chat. Bro, since then, you're a podcast whore. You're everywhere. Yeah, it's been wild, man. It, um, yeah, I, yeah. The <laughs> success over the last two years, bro, massive. Mate, it's a lot of hard work, obviously, oh, on your end. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little story that I, I don't think I've told on the podcast because I completely forgot about it until one of my mates reminded me the other day. I started the podcast in 2020. I think it was February 2020, sort of at the start of that season. And I... I remember a mate told me that, and I'd completely forgotten about this, in 2019 in like December, so like two months before that, I said to my mate, oh, I used to listen to this podcast, oh, I used to watch this show from America called um, The Herd with um, Colin Cowherd, have you Colin, heard of Colin Cowherd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, so mate, what I used to do, I used to be in the car and every day he would put up two or three clips on Facebook, they'd be about five or six minutes long. And what I'd do is I'd get in the car and I'd put my phone on Facebook and play that video and I'd listen to it whilst I was driving, right? And then one day I sent it to my mate and he goes, you know you can listen to the whole podcast of this, right? And I, and I honestly said to him, what's a podcast? I had <laughs> no fucking idea and he went, are you joking? He's like, you've been listening to these clips and he sent it to me in one link. And mate, honestly, three months before, three months after that, I'd started my own podcast, and it's changed my life. I had no idea what it was. I, oh, yeah. I, I look back at it and think, "You absolute muppet!" <laughs> it's like not knowing what 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 the internet is, you know, like just yeah, bizarre. Yeah, it's like you first you first looked up to the internet, <laughs> mate. I felt like such a moron. <laughs> and as soon as wow. he said it to me the other day, I like as he started telling the story, I could tell what he was about to say, and, and I remembered it and just went, "You dickhead." You complete and utter dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Unreal. That would have been that would have been almost twelve months prior to we spoke, mate. Just before the grand final, mate. Honestly, twelve months before I spoke to you, I didn't know what it was, and then when I was talking to you, I was I was sort of on the path to thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to do this full time soon. Realistically, it's growing at a rate, and you know, I've had a lot of things fall my way, which I'm sure we'll talk about, like being involved with Kempi and YKTR and and all these sort of guys that have really helped the situation. Um, but it has yeah. come from working my dick off, to be perfectly honest with you. It's hard when, hard when you're oh, – mate, and, and like when you come into this industry, I guess you'd call it, and you're not a former player, you don't have any first-grade games behind you, you've got nothing to back up yeah, yep. anything you're saying. It's just over you're time that you've got to earn respect from people, yeah. you know? Agree. And then a lot of people don't know this. I know this. You're a school teacher. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like you – this isn't like a school teacher, a podcaster – it's not, you know, it's not on the same wavelength and you've made it work. Yeah, mate, and there was, and, uh, I mean, like anyone that knows a teacher well knows how hard they work. Like, mate, I, I was doing full-time podcasting, dropping three or four podcasts a day, teaching, getting to school at 7, leaving at 4.35 and then just working my dick off all night and then going to sleep and then getting yeah. up and doing the same thing the next day. I'd spend my recess and lunch times all the other teachers would be going to get coffees i'd sit in my classroom and just make content to get me through the afternoon Would you? yeah yeah it was well, full on yeah. like I, i'd get to work an hour earlier and make my content you know just sitting in the car i was yeah like i, I was determined to fucking to to get 
it to where I needed it to be. And I thought it had turned into a part-time gig. Um, and then before I was probably ready to, I decided to go full-time with it. And, mate, as soon as you put it out to the university, you're going all in on something, things just tend to fall your way. And that's what's happened with, with me, um, mate. Ever since I made that decision, everything's just fallen into place, you know. And you did all this and you maintained a partner. That's not bad, brother. Mate, I've been very lucky, believe me. I, uh, mate, to be honest with you, if, if I reckon if I was dating anyone else, none of this would have happened yeah. because – and that's the other thing that yeah. people don't realise. Like, as I said, I, I would work until 4.35, I'd get home, and, mate, I would honestly – I would be on my phone until I went to sleep. Yeah. Even tonight, like, yeah. I'm going to – there's there's a few nights a week where I'll be podcasting till 9 o'clock, she'll be home for six hours, and I won't see her, you know? And for, yeah, for a girlfriend to be tough. able to deal with that sort of stuff, fuck, yeah. it's unreal. And then you get to Saturdays, like, we pretty much can't go out because I need to watch all three games and I need to take notes for all three games. So, yep. mate, yeah, she she, she sacrificed an absolute heap um, for me, mate. mate. I hope, I've been I very lucky. she gets the winning she deserves, brother. <laughs> now she probably will. Well, yeah. <laughs> now she probably will, yeah. So obviously, obviously, you've got all that going on. So now you're, you're heavily involved with um, Kempi. Mm. Dan and Kemp, obviously, if you don't know, Dan and Kemp, like in the bar, probably the biggest rugby league page on social media. I, I, let's say, no, let's say he is. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So you're, you're, you're podcasting with him probably two to three times, four times a week now. Yeah, mate, so it's that's, crazy. That's something to yeah, like we, we, we have the, the one podcast together on a Monday and it, it goes for – Four hours. I mean, it's just – it's like I, – I look at it and think that it's its just like nothing rugby league's ever seen before, essentially. Um, and to be a part of that is just unbelievable. And, like, that's hard work. Like, on a Monday morning, yeah. like, pe- pe- people don't realise how exhausting it is. Like, imagine when you get up to do a speech in front of a crowd, like, just how much it takes out of you. Like, doing that podcasting under the bright lights for four hours straight. And, like, we will go for four hours without having – a, a single break, you know, like it's it's full on. I'm starting to get used to it now, but I I really do think that Kempy's going to change the landscape of rugby league. And if I can be yep. in and around part it, part of that dream come true, yeah. mate. Which you are, you're very very much my part of it. Yeah. Um. So that you know how you know what you guys do. You guys do like an American style podcast where you just debate, throw out topics and debates. I love that stuff. That's that's probably my favourite stuff to listen to, um, and uh, when I uh, as further we go on, I used to do podcasting, two thousand and seventeen eighteen. Yep, and that was my generic idea. I used to have mates on on the, on the table with me, and we would just chat different subjects. So I've just I've re re um rebirthed an old one, which was a league one, and I'm going to ask you the questions, and I want to see what you pick. Mate, what about you doing it in 2017, 2018? I didn't even know what it was then. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, mate. It was very budget, but it was cool because I, I like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. who's the greatest? Who's the best team? I love that. Obviously, you guys did. Um, who's the best spine ever type of thing? And uh, I love that stuff. Well, mate, we were and talking think- the other day about Chad Townsend, and I don't know how we got onto it, but we ended up talking from Chad Townsend to an Immortals chat. We must have spoke for 25 minutes. And then we got to yeah. the end of it and we looked up at the screen and thought, what we're we talking about, we thought, oh, okay, back to Chad Townsend. It was just – it's the best <laughs> sort of chats to get into, you know? It is. And yeah. I think um, the way Kempi navigates things is, is brilliant. And like I said, you're, you're, a, you're a major part of where he's going. And I think that's a, it's a credit to you. All the hard, all the hard work you've done. No, I appreciate that, bro. Um, 
Yeah, and yeah, Kempy's a genius at what he does. He's yeah. very, yeah, it, 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 mate. It's helped me so much just being able been able to just sit in the same room as Kempy and like he'll, you know, we'll finish a podcast and he'll go, "Hey, you got to work on this. You got to do this. You got to do that." And like for me, that's unreal. You know, like that. Yeah, like to, just to be told it's straight, no bullshit. It's the best, yeah. man. How did so? How did? Can I ask you a question? How did you guys? Obviously, I know you're quite you're quite big on Instagram anyway, but. How did you guys kind of connect? Uh, mate, it was weird. I reckon two years ago, like probably around the time that I had you on my podcast, I reached out to him and, you know, he, he was big, but he wasn't like astronomical. Um, and I said, hey, we come my podcast for a yarn? He sort of went, yeah, yeah, soon, soon. I was like, okay. A few months later, hey, do you want to come on? Like we, we hadn't had any contact, nothing. In fact, the only contact we've had is we had a few arguments. We had a few disagreements where neither of us was backing down and, there's probably oh, a point. On a post? Yeah, on a post. Yeah, yeah. I can't oh, okay. remember that we, we had a tiff over something about Sean Johnson or something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember having it and just thinking like, like I remember like all both of our comments were getting heaps and heaps of likes and everything and it, and it sort of all picked up. It was just a random conversation, but I sort of came away from that thinking like, oh, this bloke probably hates me now sort of thing. Um, and then I don't know, just sort of out of the blue, uh, he messaged me about something and I, I asked for some advice and um, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the car, whatever. Do you want to call me? And I went, yeah, yeah, sweet. So I, I rang him and, mate, we spoke for two and a half hours just out of the blue, just about on a, like started as podcasting, social media, just turned into life and whatever. And we, we, we just got along well and then probably didn't talk to him for another three or four months. Then he's like, hey, do you want to come on the show for a bit? So I came on for like grand final episode and stuff. And then, yep. um, opportunity opened up a, a little bit later that the, there was a chair at the desk. So, um, he reached out and said, do you, do you want to come on and have a crack? And yeah, ha- haven't left since. So it, it's it's been unreal, mate. It's like like I'm obviously not media trained or anything like that. So it's sort of been learning as I go. And as we said before, there's a lot of criticism, like just on social media and stuff. But when you put yourself out on something that big, some of the criticism is just yeah, crazy. Very, it can be very nerve wracking too. Right, very nerve wracking. But you got to to be able to achieve anything. You got to put yourself on those sort of stages. You know. So yep. I think okay. I think more and more now that people are starting to see that there are things that I say that turn out to be right that I'm not just talking shit out of my ass, uh, and that Ruben I, Cotter. Ruben, Ruben Cotter, Cotter, Ruben Cotter was a cracker, and I, I think the other thing that's been important is that when I'm wrong, I'm happy to admit it. A hundred percent. And yeah. I was gonna I was gonna give you flowers there. You 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 die in your sword. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's not it's not very much. I, I mean, most of your calls are quite good. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I remember with the Harry Grant thing. Yep. So I um I went down. Oh, I want to say twenty seventeen. Yeah. And I did like a free internship down there, and I I just remember watching this kid play, and I said, "Who is that?" And they said, "Don't worry, he's not going to amount to much here. He's not. He's apparently was quite lazy." Yeah. Rah rah rah. And I said, "Bro, his pass is clean. He runs just like Cam. He's going to be the next big thing." At that time, they had Brandon. Yeah. So it was – obviously, it was going from Cam to Brandon. And then I remember you jumped on him in about 2019. Yeah, around that mark. Yeah, mate, I, I actually think I remember having this conversation with you. I, I reckon this was, was one of our first I conversations. Yeah. I was like, how does – I was like, well, I'm not alone. Yeah. I was like, I, I swear to you, this guy will be the next big thing. And I remember you put it on, and I was like, well, at least someone agrees with me. <laughs> and, mate, like – was yeah. me an idiot. Yeah, oh, mate, and like I, I reckon that post when I first started, I remember like I said in twenty, 
2018 or 2019, one of the two, I, I said this Harry Grant, no one knew who he was. I, I said he's a top 10 hooker in rugby league right now. Yes, I remember that. And I, mean, I you cop- copped heaps. Oh, bro. I co- and like to, to the point where I was like, fuck, should I delete this because it's going to make me look like <laughs> such an idiot? And then I'm glad I didn't, mate, because like it turned out to be oh, a, a, an absolute cracking call. He went to the Tigers. Yep. Uh, he absolutely carved there, $41 in his first game for first try scorer. Thank you very much. Cleaned up there. Um, and, yeah, mate, and it's, it's just little moments like that where you start to build it with people. And the reality is that yeah. you can get 25 things right, but that 26 thing, if you get it wrong, that's the thing that people remember, remember most of the time. Yeah. So it's tough. It's brutal because especially, as I said, I don't have any games of footy to back up anything. I don't have any rep jerseys. I don't have any shit like that, you yeah. know? So it's just, 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 ball, just, just balls. Yeah, mate. It's just, just balls. Two, two and, balls, bro. Yep. And just building, just building confidence in people over time. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoy your cause. Um, what I will say before I ask you what your highlights and if there are any lowlights um, of the podcast, what I, I will say personally, I think your consistency is is keys. Mm. You're always posting. You're always reacting to whether it's you know Brandon Smith getting suspended or. Um, you know, someone signing somewhere or someone, you know, back whipping anyway. I think that's what people enjoy about your stuff. And it's all raw. Like you said, Danny Kemp played for the Broncos and for the Warriors. YKTR, they all played footy. Yep. You're coming from no, you know, no footy background and you're making calls that are just as good, if not better than their calls. And that's what I really appreciate about your stuff. So I think you should be really proud of what you've done so far. Nah, for sure, mate. I, I, I definitely am proud of what I've done, but I, I still feel like there's a long way to go, you know? Yeah, for sure. In that in that sense, I, I will ask you, what's the highlight of your of being the guru? What's what's the probably the biggest highlight you've had? And if there are any low lights, what was that? Yeah, mate, plenty of plenty of both. Uh highlights. I mean, we did the live show at game one, State of Origin this year and, and- that's right. You did uh, to be to be standing out the front of that stadium, which you know, like from bro, right, from two thousand and two to two thousand and twenty, I didn't miss a single grand final. Like I was at every single one of them at that stadium. Right. We had this chat. Yeah, every single one of them, and there wasn't a heap of origins I missed there. Um, and then to be standing out the front of the stadium with a thousand people. And the rest standing you. in a crowd in front of us, and it was so it was bizarre because like I was looking at them and I could just see heads forever, but then over the back of them I, I could see the lights of the stadium, and it was yeah. just it was just like a cool. fucking crazy moment, bro, absolutely crazy moment. And then even standing there and like it, it like it it doesn't like overly matter, but the fact that people were coming up and recognizing me from what I've done on the page and mate, the amount of people that came like oh I remember when you said this on Supercoach Guru, and it's just like. Fuck like 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 sometimes I I I sit here in my studio and I press send, and you don't realize how far what you say goes. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, been yeah. moments like that, and mate, there's also been moments where, <laughs> like I I've had people, and it's it's incredibly touching that they're like, oh, you know, like my um my wife died, I live on my own, I don't have you know my mates aren't nearby, I've moved away from work, I'm really struggling, but I listen to your podcast. All the time, wow. and it gets me through days, you know. And I'm just like, yeah. that's, that's unbelievable, huge. you know. I, I had a lady that yeah. messaged me and said, "I, you, you saved our marriage," and I was like, wow. "What do you mean? How's that?" <laughs> she goes, "She goes, my husband. He's so bad at everything around the house. I was ready to kill him. We're at loggerheads all the time. Now, I say to him, I need you to do this. 
Guru's got a six-minute podcast. You've got to do it before this is finished. <laughs> and she reckons it's oh, wow. changed everything, you know, which is like you would never even think about that. Like yeah. it's crazy. And like the amount of – which is something that, you know, it's a completely different world to what I've ever been a part of. But the amount of truckies that message me and say, mate, I'm on the road for 10 hours a day on my own with nothing to do. Like, Smashing out the podcast. Like, he's like, there's never enough content. You know, and your podcast, I can always go there and there will always be something that I've never listened to before that you're talking about, yeah. you know, like those. To know that there's people out there that that, that, that could be struggling and me just sitting there talking shit uh, makes a difference. It's, it saves someone's day. Ah, it's unbelievable. That's huge, bro. That's massive. Oh, I'll tell you the other one that was massive too. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, Matty Q. Um, he, oh, yes. He, I uh, know where we're going. Awesome. He he won a jersey competition that I did last year, um, and like I, I I would call Maddie a mate to be honest with you, same as I as as I would with you. And you know it was a, it was a fair competition. I said I'm going to have a code word on the podcast. If you're the first person to comment on this post at twelve oh five p.m., you win it. Maddie was the first one because he, he he's yeah. he's a keen ass follower. So he's a diligent bastard. Mate, he's a diligent bastard. He's a genius. I absolutely love Maddie. And anyway, he he, he, he chose he chose to give his jersey that he won to his son Spencer. Um, yep. So he wanted a Queensland Maroons jersey, which killed me. But anyway, um, so went and brought a Maroons jersey, and um, just because I know how how long Maddie's been a loyal follower for, I just got the name um, Spence put put on his back. And, you know, yeah, cost me like like ten fifteen bucks. Absolutely nothing. But when I saw that video yeah. of Spencer opening and him screaming, it's got my name Massive. on it. Massive, yeah. Oh, fuck it. It almost had me in tears. I've never met Spence. Oh, I probably never will meet yeah. Spence. I hope I do. But yeah. like, that just rattled me, you know? Yeah, no, that, that video was awesome. And I'm glad people were sharing it on other pages. Yeah, that was really was, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah that, 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 that moment was insane as far as – um, the low points go like there, there's been times where like comments and stuff have really got to me, especially like there's been times where like players have come and, and, and like commented stuff to sort of like derail what I'm doing sort of thing, you know, and those sort of moments really? have been, yeah, it, it doesn't happen all that How often. Get out of that? Well, I mean that that's, yeah, that, that was sort of my issue the whole time. There's been, there's been moments where I've done interviews with, you know, really famous footballers, top shelf guys. And then I check it at the end and the audio is fucked and I can't use it. And it's just, yeah. Just devastating, you know, the, 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 yeah. those sort of moments. Um, mate, there hasn't been a heap of really bad downsides, t- to be perfectly honest with you, but there, there are those, those little moments or just like, as you said, like consistency is a big thing for me, posting all the time. Yeah. And there are times where I'm just like, like there, there genuinely is times where I just sit there and go, fuck, I couldn't think of anything worse than talking about rugby league right now. I just need to go and do something else. I need to go and, you know, be me, spend time with the missus, go and have – a yep. few beers with mates without a TV anywhere near me, those sort of things. Um, but as yep. I said, my entire time, mate, I've been very, very lucky. There's n- not really been too many things that I can complain about, to be honest with you. That's awesome. That's really cool, bro. I appreciate that. She's sharing that with me. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to have to put more glasses on. We're going to get to the, the, the serious end here, brother. Let's roll. All right, so I'm going to – I had to dig up – uh, one of my old podcasts, all right? And I used to have a segment where it was called One Gotta Go. So I would give four options. Yeah. And you had to get rid of one. Okay. And it was like four real hard options. Yeah. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you five, and I'm going to get you to rate them from one to five <laughs> instead of ditching them. <laughs> yeah. All right? Okay, so 
Let me open this up. So Super League finished in 1997. Yeah. 1998 to 2021, there's been 23 teams that have won premierships. Based off records, uh, margin wins, I've picked the five statistically best teams that have won it since in that in that time frame. Yep. Cool? Yep. Um, all right. So uh, things to things to really check out here. 2002, Bulldog side. 2007, Storm slide. Don't count due to salary cap. Yep. The, the 2000 Broncos side doesn't count because there's another Broncos side that was better than that one. And okay. I didn't want to have two sides in there. Yep. Fair shout. Um, and then... And I guess the the, 2000, uh, the 2001 Eels don't count because they shit the bed beyond belief. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so the, And then the 2003 Panthers yeah. and the 2011 Manly Eagles teams. Yeah. They had the exact same record as one of the, uh, one of the sides, but the, one of the other sides was a minor premier. Yep. Okay. Whereas the 2011 side weren't. Yeah. And a 2003 side were, but their grand final win was smaller. Very technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Here's the five teams. We've got the 1998 Broncos. Yeah. 18 wins, five losses, one draw. Beat the Bulldogs in the grand final. This is the grand final team. Darren Lockyer, Michael Devere, Darren Smith, Steve Renoff, Wendell Saylor, Kevin Walters, Alfie, Shane Webke. Philip Lee, Andrew G, check it out, this is back row. Gordon Tallis, Brad Thorne, and Tony Carroll. Yep. On the bench, Michael Hancock, John Plath, Kevin Campion, and a, and a bloke named Petro Sivanasiva. Coach, Wayne Bennett. What a side. All right, 98, Bron- 98 Broncos. Team number two, 2004 Bulldogs. Yep. Finished second. Beat the minor premiers in the final. 19 wins, five losses. Fullback, Luke Patton. Wingers, Hazemar Masri, Matt Utai. Centers, Ben Harris, Wooly Tonga. In the halves, Brayton Nasta, Shifty Sherwin. Front row, Mark O'Mealy and Willie Mason at prop. Adam Perry at hooker. Obviously covering for Steve Price, who couldn't play. Second row, Rennie Matua. Andrew Ryan who was captain. And Tony Grimaldi at 13. Have a go at this bench. Is this the greatest bench of all time Corey, or what? Yes. <laughs> Corey Hughes, Roy Asatasi, Sonny Bill Williams, Jonathan freaking Thurston. Okay, that's team number two, 2004 Doggies. Team number three, 2013 Chookies. Minor premiers, 18 wins, six losses. Fullback, Anthony Minicello, captain. Wingers, Roger Tuovasi-Shek, Daniel Tupol. Centers, Sean Kenny-Dow, Michael Jennings. Halves, James Maloney, Mitch Pearce. Front row, Jabari Hargraves, Sam Moa. Hooker, Jake Friend. Second row, Sonny Bill Williams. Aidan Guerra, Boyd Corner Outlock. On the bench, Frank Paul, Numa Sala, Mitch Orbo, Daniel Mortimer, Luke O'Donnell. Team number three. Team number four. 2000s, 2017 Storm. Minor Premiers, 20 wins, four losses. Fullback, Billy Slater. Wingers, Suliasi Bunavalu, Josh Adokar. 
Centers, Will Chambers, Curtis Scott, Harbs, Cameron Munster, Cooper Cronk. Front row, Jesse Bromwich, Jordan McLean, and our hooker, Captain Cameron Smith. Second row, Feliska Fussy, Tohu Harris, and Dale Finucane. Bench, Tony Bromwich, Timmy Glasby, Nelson Asofa Solomona, and Slade Griffin. At team number four, Team number five, 2021 Panthers. Finished second. Beat minor premiers Storm in the prelim. Won grand final 14 to 12. Record, 21 wins, three losses. Fullback, Dylan Edwards. Wingers, Brian Toto and Stephen Crichton. Centers, Matt Burden, Paul Momorowski. Halves, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. Front row, James Fisher-Harris, Moses Liotta. With Alpi Coruscant hooker. Second row, I completely forgot about this one. Liam Martin and then Kurt Capewell, no kick out. And Isaiah Yo at, at, uh, at lock. Bench, Tyrone May. Juliama kick out. Scott Sorensen. Spencer Linu. Rank those teams one, best from to five, as worst. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Mate, it's incredibly hard, um, obviously. Uh, I was actually, as you were reading them out, I had my phone out and I was just writing down some of the key guys from each team, as you said them, the ones that really yep. stood out to me from those premierships. And, uh, mate, it's fun, like the 2004 Dogs, I was at that grand final. I I still, to this day, I have never heard a louder noise than when that full-time siren went at that grand final. Really? that Mate, that was... Unbelievable. We were like sitting sort of at the Bulldogs end. And as I said, I was a huge Freddie fan, so I was absolutely fucking heartbroken. And hearing this noise that the Canterbury fans made, that was that was incredible. I, I, I think that dog side, like we often look back at them and, you know, we, we see Jonathan Thurston on the bench and we just think, how did they let him go? But I like I think people forget how good Shifty and Braith and Astor were at that time. Very, very good together. Like, it's incredibly good together. And I, I think this Dogs team is a side that, obviously, the forward pack is just renowned as being one of the greatest ever. But I think we sort of undervalue the rest of the team. Because there's guys like Benny Harris in there that, I mean, like, it, it'll be a trivia question forever. Who was the other centre in that Canterbury team? <laughs> yeah, and, and no like, one's going to get it. If you can pick Ben Harris, if you can pick the hooker, like, you've done well. Most people can't. Um, that 2013 Chook side, like that year was just incredible. How they they brought those guys together at the start of the season. You had Janko work walk in, James Maloney, Sonny Bill. You had a guy like Roger Trent Robinson. Trent Robinson is his first ever year coaching. Like oh, I remember, I remember 2011. I was playing touch in Sydney, and I remember someone said to us, "Oh." The kid on that field is the one the Roosters have brought over. And I remember looking over and it was this skinny little Kiwi kid who was bouncing, jumping Roger. up in the air. It was Roger. And I remember thinking, yep. that kid is so skinny, there is no way he can make it in the NRL. And within 18 oh, yeah. months, he won yeah. a grand final. 
it was I, I could not believe how quickly he just became a superstar. That 13 side, uh, I thought James Maloney was was the key to it. He was just incredible that season. Mate, the, the, the 2017 Storm, I, I think this will be my number one team, to be honest with you. I think yep. that spine, and even as soon as you said it, I thought, I straight away always think, I, would, I think the 2017 Storm side, I, I think it, you could put it up against the 92 Broncos, the 94 Raiders. Yep. I, I think it is one of the greatest teams ever. And that, yep. mate, this 2021 Panthers side, though, like, I, I feel like... I, I didn't realise how good their record was, bro. Yeah. That's, it, it's crazy. People are forgetting, and they've done that two years in a row. They weren't, it wasn't like it was a fluky year. They've done that two years in a row. Yeah. They, yeah, freakish. That, that, and like this, this 21 Panthers side, like, I feel like we undervalue them a little bit because their entire story isn't written yet. We don't yeah. know where all these guys are going to end up. 100%. And I, you know, I, I, I've been beating the drum for a long time. I genuinely think Nathan Cleary has the ability to be to put himself into like a mortal status. I really do. Um, oh, that's re- can we revisit that in five minutes? Yeah, sweet. Okay, because I'll I, leave that I there. I want to. I want to revisit that. Yeah, that '98 Broncos team as well. Obviously, like I, I was too young to be at that one. I was alive, obviously, but I was what seven years old, six years old. So, um, but Lockie, Alf, Walters. And that forward pack, just just ferocious. They they were yes. an incredible footy side. and Animals. Mate, for, for, for a Broncos team to be better than the 2000 team, that 2000 team was stacked. 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 Mate, so was the 06 team. <laughs> and like, yep. it's, I, I, I imagine it would be the third best Broncos team of this era because that, that 98 team was unbelievable. Mate, if I had to order them one to five with a gun to my head, I would say yes. number one. I would take the 2017 Storm side. That'd be my best. I think my next best would be probably the 98 Broncos. I'd go them yep. too. Then I would go the 2013, oh, probably the 2013 Chooks. Then I'd go the Panthers. And then I'd go the Dogs. But... I'll say this about the Panthers. No one had to overcome more than the Penrith Panthers during their final series than any of these teams. Uh, is it last year's team? Yeah. Like, like the oh, injuries 100%. and everything they had, I think it's so undervalued. And they lost week one. Yeah, they lost they week one. Crazy. Three straight away. Yeah, three straight away. Yeah. I, I, I think that what the Panthers did was unbelievable. And I think that... I think that the Panthers, this Panther side, they'll, they'll be similar to like um, Michael Jordan. The longer that... The, the, the further away they get... They're probably better that we're going to remember them as well. I think they're going to age really well, and you know, there's a good chance yep. that you know, if we were to talk about all-time premierships, like I feel like when we talk Broncos, I probably talk '92 over '91, and I feel like if the Panthers yep. were to win this year, I think 2021 will be a little bit buried because I think they will win better premierships as it goes on because they were so banged up last year. But what they did yep. with the young spine after James Maloney left. It's so impressive. So I'd probably have them fourth at the moment, but you could argue to put them anywhere, to be honest with you. Then I'd probably have the 2004 Dogs just after that. But I also think that 2004 dog side, I think they beat one of the best teams to never win a grand final, that 2004 Roosters side. But as good as anyone. Bro, they were so stacked. It was yep. unbelievable how good that foot – like they had internationals coming off the pine. Like as yes. as much as that as that Bulldogs bench was unbelievable, 
Like that that Roosters bench, if you go back and have a look at it, like the starters they had and then the guys coming off the bench, like I'm pretty sure like Mick Crocker's coming off the bench for them and stuff, like and they yeah. weren't they weren't like Thurston and, and Sonny Bill where they were gonna be stars soon. They were internationals they were, then. They were stars. Bro, Chris, yeah. Chris Flannery was the Queensland 5'8", and he was playing front row for the Chooks off the bench. Like, they they were incredibly good. But, I, mate, I, I, and I know you'll be glad to hear it, I can't go past that 2017 Storm side. To have a spine of Smith, Cronk, Munster, Slater, it is never going to get better than that. And then... Pretty damn good. Bro, it, it, even when, when, when you name the rest of the side, I was going, you know who's probably the dud out of all that? Probably Curtis Scott, and he was mad that year. He yeah, absolutely was, killed he was it. Still crazy good. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I can believe like the the two wingers. Like you, you could put Fox and Corabiti. No, it was um, Fox and Vunavalu, wasn't it? You could put them yeah. up against any wingers ever, and they're going to handle themselves. Yeah, pretty much. And then you got Will Chambers, like Jesse Bromit, like Probably that. That Chambers. side was stacked, man. Yeah. They were so. I remember being at that grand final. I remember me and my mates had a heap of money on Josh Adokar first try. And he ran straight he to it. us to score. Yeah, it was mad. He, tomorrow, Martin, there was a bit of like interference with the ref and we were freaking out what yeah, was going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And he ended yeah. up getting her. that. Slater got the Clive that night. We, we had a heap of money on, on Cameron Smith. He was a dollar and three I, cents. I honestly thought Cam should have won it. He should have won it, but... I thought he played brilliantly. I, I, I don't think Slater didn't deserve it, but I think Cam deserved it 100%. Yeah. But the story behind Billy coming back and yeah. rah, 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 it made sense to me. Yeah. It was a um. It felt like a a narrative award over a uh, yeah. over like a game, which was fair. Oh, like, um, yeah. But I remember when when that got announced, we we'd won a heap of money on Fox, and then we'd had so much money on Cam Smith that it, it almost felt like a loss. You know, it was devastating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've gone two thousand seventeen storm. Awesome, I like it. I oh, let me. Hey, I want to dive out for one second. Yeah. I, I've been banging this drum for a long time. Nathan Cleary has all the tools to be as great as any seven. And everyone hates me for it because it's like it's like NBA. It's, it's kind of like a sin to say someone's going to be better than Michael Jordan. Yep. And it's, I feel like it's a sin to say no one's ever going to be better than Joey, which they might not. But what he has... He's got no weaknesses. His defense is cracker. His kicking game is is immaculate. I think his effort plays are the ones that go unnoticed. He's always forever chasing on, on the back. Um, you know, if there's, there's a better kick, his chasing game is just as good as his kicking game. Mm. I can't fault the kid. Yeah, for sure, mate. And I think, I think sometimes we put stars on a pedestal from the past and we just refuse to believe <clears throat> that anyone can achieve what they've done. And I always use the example that, you know, I think Michael Jordan and Joey are very similar because they had that little something extra about them. They had that little bit of competitive just just fuck animal. you about them that no one else yeah, has. Yeah. Animal. That's a that's a perfect way to yep. put it. They've got they've got that little something about them. And then they've also, you know, MJ had the off-field gambling and all that sort of yeah. all, all the little things that went with MJ and, and Joey was the same, you know. Like he, he he'd go and get on the pierce, he'd show up hungover. You hear all these stories about Joey that it's just like like you hear stories about how they'd go into origin camp and like Matty Johns would go and talk to Brett Kamali and he'd go and say to him, Why are you talking to him? He's another halfback. Like don't even look at him. Sort of like just these 
There's yeah. crazy stories that you hear, and I think we sort of put them on a pedestal, and it's like they can't be beat. But I always use yeah. the example. Tell me, tell me when Joey was 24, and people were saying this kid could be anything. Tell me, the older generation weren't going. He'll never be better than Sterlo. Yeah, yeah. Or, or he can't sticky. beat Sterlo. No way. He can't he beat be Sterlo. Yeah, he can't be better uh, than Sticky. Yeah. Can't be better than Wally Lewis. No way. It just it couldn't 100%. happen. And mate, I can't wait. In twenty five years' time, we're going to be old bastards, and we're going to be sitting there with this new Joe Blow that's going to come along, and we're going to go. He yeah. can't be better than Cleary. There's no way he can be better than Cleary. Yeah, and and, mate, and how it happens. Yeah, exactly right. And mate, to be honest with you, I I can't wait until in 25 years' time there's another gun hooker, and people are going to say is he better than Smith? And I'll sit there and go, not a hope. I don't care what (laughs) any hooker ever does; they will be, they will never be better than Smith in my eyes. Yeah, I'm with you. There could be a guy that comes along and wins a premiership every single year of his career. And does everything better than him? And I'll say, no, Cameron Smith was the best. There's something about Cameron Smith that no one else has ever had. Yeah, I agree. And then there'll Um, be teenagers that'll be sitting there going, you're you're an old fucking idiot. Look at what's in front of you. Enjoy the guy that's in front of you, you know? Yeah. I think that's what we we kind of – we don't do. We just don't enjoy what's in front of us. Yep. And um, I look up, I'm a Storm fan. I'm a Queensland fan. But I, I marvel how good this kid is. Nathan Clear is the yeah. machine. Um, I've got a few um, fan questions for you, bro. Um, and then I'm going to give you my ultimate quiz. It's like a <laughs> you you heard of Stephen Colbert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, like a he does like this weird quiz where it's scientifically it's the best way to find out something about someone. Okay. So I'll, I'll finish up with that. But um, let me just go through my um. That sounds terrifying, by the way. But anyway. Yeah, you'll be super. <laughs> um, I've got about seven questions here for you if you want to just quick fire, give me your answers. Yeah, bro. This is from our brother, Matty, Matty Q. The man. Can you see Billy Slater taking over the storm? What type of impact can he have on the job? Yeah, I, I definitely can see it, to be honest with you. I think Craig Bellamy will coach next year, and then I think he'll call it a day. I think next year will be a real testing year for Melbourne. Um, I... I I personally think it's going to be an unfortunate year for Craig Bellamy to, to finish his coaching. But at the same time, mate, if Melbourne come out and do something next year, which, you know, with the amount of guys they're losing, it could be the perfect way for Craig Bellamy to finish. To finish up, yeah. So it could go either way. But I personally think Slater will be the next guy, depending how well it all goes with Queensland. But I, I just think that as much as Origin is the pinnacle, I just think that Slater's footballing mind... I think he'll be hungry for more than getting guys together for three times a year and just getting guys up for an occasion. I think tactically, he'll want to take his game, his coaching game to a new level, and I think he'll want to take it to the NRL. And what bigger challenge than stepping in after the belly eight? Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Um, Thoughts on how the Dolphins will go next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say it's been underwhelming so far. Um, I will say this about the Dolphins. I think that whilst everyone's waiting for that su- superstar, as am I, there's no doubt about that, I think the forward pack they've signed is really solid. I, I think it, it's a side that's not going to give up. They're a side that's going to hang in there. There's a forward pack there that, you know, when you show up day one at Dolphins training, you're not there to fuck spiders. Felice Cafusi, yep. the Bromwich boys, like Bromwich e- boys. even a Marky Nichols, like they, they are going to have them... Yep. 
aiming up. And you know that guys that are going to go into this team, they're not going to be allowed to cut corners. There's guys there like a fellow like, like, like Branko Lee. Like you, you know a heap about Branko. Bounced around the NRL, was all over the place, lazy, this, that. Everyone called him all this shit. Walked into the Melbourne Storm system and all of a sudden it all changed overnight. And I, I just think that there's going to be something special up there with the Dolphins between Wayne and between that forward pack they've got. Like a forward pack can just take you so far in rugby league. Just a forward pack that'll hang in and won't give up. And I, I, I don't think they'll they'll play finals footy or anything, but I don't think they're going to be the basket case that it looks like they're going to be at the moment. I just think I they... Think, yeah. I, I, I don't even think they need to go out and find an absolute superstar. Like, if, if, if I was them, mate, I'd be ringing Jackson Hastings right now and saying, just tell us what you want. You don't want to play fucking I mean, lock at the I, West Tigers. Tell I'll us what you off. want. Yeah. We've got a forward pack here that won't give up on you. They, they, they will yeah. go to whatever level you need them to and just let us fill you with some talent out in the back. So we like, we know that Wayne, he'll get the best out of Edric. He'll get the best out of Branko. He'll find something in Jermaine Osako. I just think they, they need a leader. And I personally think that there's a lot of leaders that aren't on the board anymore. And I just think Jacko, he might be the right guy. Yeah. I like that. Good call. Um, All right. Next question. Oh, we kind of spoke about this. What separates Joey from every other halfback? I think what separates Joey from every other halfback is obviously the, the, the off-field stuff. Like, there's a bit of a legend that goes to Joey. Um, and I think that's where, like, I, like I, I think it's fair to say that Cooper Cronk potentially achieved more in his career, won more premierships. I think he was more successful in the Origin Arena. But when you don't have the highlights and those incredible moments like an 05 series or an 01 grand fall or a 97 down the short side. Like I always say that a guy like Joey and Thurston, they'll win the game in the last 10 minutes and and it's unbelievable. Cooper Cronk, whilst he did that quite a bit, he he doesn't have those moments because Cooper had beat you in the first 70. He didn't have to beat you in the last 10. He'd beat you in the first 70 and and that doesn't make highlight reels. That doesn't get as appreciated. But I I just think with Joey, the other thing is that I personally think he's the greatest defensive half we've ever seen. And yep. that's where when people wanted to say Thurston was better than Joey, I just had to laugh. I just, I mean, I, I thought... Was, one jo- was the turnstile. Yeah. One was the brick wall. Yeah, mate. And, and that was that was the whole thing with Freddie and Joey that you could put him in the back. Like, if you said to Freddie and Joey, we're going to put you in the front row, they would have gone, yeah, sweet, I'm going to be the best fucking front row on the field today. And they would have been. You know they would have been. And that I, I just think you can't you can't underappreciate. And I have a lot of people that say to me, "Oh, my halfback isn't there to tackle," and it's like, "Yeah, okay, he's not, but it matters. It's fifty percent of the game." And when you've got a halfback yeah. that can snap guys in half, which is also what Nathan That's, Cleary's got, is very good at. Yep, bro, it makes a huge difference. Mate, I'm sitting here. The state of Origins in twenty four hours. Tell me the entire Blues game isn't about going at DCE. Like it should be. Well, no, it, it should, should be, be anyway. mate. Like it, it lays yeah. out your whole game plan. Tell. Like there, there's not a hope in hell. Queensland are sitting there going, "Okay, how are we going to get it?" Nathan Cleary. There's no point. And it, it was the same as looking, Joey and Freddie. Looking at Luai. Yeah, exactly right. And mate, well, Luai's not a bad defender, but he's just he's not the yeah. greatest defender like Nathan Cleary is. Agree. That's a good way to put it. Um, who's your? If you can do it, like in a quick shot, name your best thirteen. Oh, Christ. Okay. Uh, fullback, I would – I'd go with Billy Slater. Wings, I would go with um, – I'd probably put Anthony Minicello out on one wing. 
My other winger, I'd probably go with like a Wendell Saylor probably, I think. My centers, I would go Inglis and Mal without a doubt. They'd be my two there. Uh, 5'8", I would go... 5'8's a bit tricky for me because I I would normally... I'd have Freddie in my team, but because I can pick Freddie at 13, which I loved him at 13, I'd probably pick a different six. For me at 5'8", probably a bit of an undervalued guy for me, but I just loved watching Brett Kenny play. Oh, no, no. Oh, great pick. You go back to those old tapes and watch how he used to do his shit. And I always think that with players, when we look back on the greats, like... You've got to judge them off what they did on the biggest stages. And Brett Kenny was the best player on the biggest stages time and time again. Like, all those grand – like, I think he played in four grand finals. He scored two tries in three of them and got denied two tries in the other one. Like, just unbelievable. And then you hear the stories about Queensland whenever they'd they'd hear over the radio that Brett Kenny was named at centre instead of 5'8". Like, rumour has it that they used to cheer. Yeah. Like, it just says the world about him. Um, Seven – has to be Joey. Uh, I, I'd have Joey there. Um, front rowers, I think I'd go Webke and Artie Beetson. Nine would be Cam Smith. Second rowers, um, because I've got Freddie at 13, I'll have to fit Bradley Clyde in somewhere, so I'd probably put him in the back row. And then yeah. the other ones, mate, there's so many great back rowers to pick from, obviously, but I just think... The stuff that Sonny Bill was capable of doing, and I know that we didn't get to see him at his absolute best for a long period of time, but mm-hmm. what he did at the twenty in 2013 for the Chooks, like, it was just like nothing I've seen before. That was unbelievable. So I would probably just have to go Sonny just for his natural ability. And, you ability. know, there's so many yes. back rowers running through my head that we've left out, that I've just left out, and so many centres and wingers. Like, like, I can't find a spot for Darren Lockyer, and I think he, he should be a walk-up immortal. Uh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, I was going to say, the thing that stood out to me about Sunday, and I'll say this real quick, um, that second half of that 2013 grand final, yeah, where he just flicked a switch, his first half was terrible. His first half he was comes out, awful. Yeah, He comes out and just breaks the game by himself. And, mate, that's what I – that's like my, my true testament to a champion, that when they – come out and they get punched in the face. It's how they react to it. And they come back and he reacted. But I, I would honestly argue that was Sonny Bill's worst half of football oh, all was, year. Even, yeah. And I, you know what? And because I'm a rugby boy, I'd say it was probably his worst half in rugby as well. Rugby and league. You there, sorry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, clicked out. Yeah, mate, Sonny Bill, I, like that, that first half was just so oh, bang average. And then just see him come out in the second half and perform the way he did. And just... Incredible. Blow it out. Yeah, crazy. All right, brother, we've reached the end. I'm going to go through, I think it's 11 questions. And these questions are designed to really know someone. Okay. Okay. So first answer, just give it to me. Okay. All right. Okay. What is the best sandwich? Uh, Ham and cheese. What's one thing that you own that you should really throw out? Probably one of these 15 Brad Fittler posters I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, What is the scariest animal? Lion. Apples or oranges? Apples. Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? If so, who was it? Yeah, heap of footballers when I was a kid. Yeah. Brad Fittler. Brad Fittler, yeah. Uh, What do you think happens when we die? Uh, 
Nothing, to be honest with you. I, I, I just reckon you call it a day and you're done. And it's a day, yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite action movie? Uh, die Hard. Hang on. You there? It's not that. All right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, favorite action movie? Uh, die Hard, mate. Beautiful. Uh, favorite smell? Favorite smell? Uh, yeah. I would go new car. We're going on a treat here. What was what was your answer, mate? <laughs> uh, my favourite smell would be new car smell, mate. Um, least favourite smell? Oh, um, probably that guy on the bus you don't want to sit next to. <laughs> sparkling or still water? Still. Sparkling's, oh, mate, the, the few times I've actually actually got sparkling and copped a Future. swig kills Future, me, bro. kills me. Uh, uh, most used app on your phone? <laughs> Instagram <laughs> by a country mile. Uh, you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What's that song? That song would be Kenny Rogers, Gambler. Oh, beautiful. Uh, what's the first number that comes to mind? Six. Describe the rest of your life in five words. Um, pushing boundaries in rugby league. Beautiful. Guru, thank you very much, brother. It was an honour to have you on. I appreciate your time and... Uh, all the best for the future. No, I appreciate it Thank as always, much, mate. Thank you for having me on. And, mate, shout out to you too. It's hard It's hard starting your own podcast and doing all the content it and everything. Is, it is, bro. And, and you have to put yourself out there and people will give you shit and people laugh behind your back and all that bullshit. But yeah, I've spoken to you for a long time about this and I know how passionate you are about it, bro. So just kill it, yeah? You know what's funny, man? Uh, when some of the boys found out that you were hopping on, yeah. they were like, dude, that's huge. I was like, bro, do you know he's, he's probably the most approachable bloke that I've had on here, you know? Yeah, I, so, I, but no, I, I appreciate. I like you, to bro. think I am. So, yeah, but no, no mate, easy, you, easy. You, you've been a, a day one for me, mate, and I, I always appreciate your support. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Legend, mate. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 